0: He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Hey, Manuel, what are you doing in this episode? Did I forget a meeting?
1: Hey, Will. No, we don't have a meeting, but I love tuning into the recording, so I figured I'd hop in.
0: Oh, awesome! Well, hey, since I got you here, do you mind sharing some stuff about Jetstream? Ever since our episode on Slick Talk, we get tons of questions about you and, of course, Jetstream. Of
1: course, I'd love to share.
0: Anything specific? Well, I keep getting asked what's the difference between Jetstream and any other service or tech in the vacation rental industry. My simple answer is that Jetstream isn't just the tech you need, but it's the people too. Am I close?
1: The short answer is yes. You see, maybe you're a short term rental operator, or a realtor, or an investor. If you have an interest in short term rentals and hospitality, you're looking for the most efficient way to either enter the industry or streamline your operations you've got two options. Option one, the hard one. You find a PMS, hire staff, learn the tools, figure out OTA distribution, train yourself, train your teams, price your product, deal with customers, and you do everything yourself. Option two, partner with Jetstream. Jetstream is a complete solution that maximizes your revenue in the short-term rental industry without increasing your fixed costs. Jetstream handles
0: everything. So I don't need to sign up for vacation rental software or worry about distribution headaches. And what about branding? What if operators love their brand and name? Do they have to give that up in order to be powered by Jetstream? Absolutely
1: not. Jetstream does all of this white labeled under your brand name. Everything. You focus on delivering on-site guest delight and growing your inventory. Jetstream handles the rest. And to make it even easier for your listeners and anyone else who stumbles across this podcast, anyone who mentions code SLICKTALK50 will receive 50% off the first three months.
0: All right, coming in big with the 50% off for our listeners. Well, hey, Emmanuel, I just want to say thank you so much for shedding some light on the power of Jetstream and being such a great industry partner. I do have to get back to this episode, though, but let's get together soon for another virtual happy hour. First round's on me.
1: Sounds good, we Will. See you soon.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to this special episode. It is a bonus episode because during my time here in Cancun, Mexico, where I've been for the last month almost, my friends over at Breezeway hosted their second annual Elevate virtual conference and it's been super exciting to see them put this together for the second year in a row and i've been honored to have moderated a panel for the second year in a row as well so what i did is i asked him can i take this session and make it a podcast episode for my audience out there that just maybe didn't get to tune in or didn't get to sign up and be a part of the conference. And they said, yes. So this whole session is dedicated. This whole episode is dedicated to that session uh, called How to Win and Influence Owners. And so you're going to hear Jeremy Gall, the founder of Breezeway, jump right in after this intro plays. And then once he gets through the intros, you're going to hear the great session that we had about owner acquisition keeping owners owner communication you name it super important stuff and thank you guys for tuning in thank you to breezeway for allowing me to do this and create this bonus episode and i hope you all enjoy you're listening to slick talk the hospitality podcast a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love live and breathe what they do You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Now, let's begin.
2: On to the next session. Thank you, everybody. Um, it's been a jam-packed day. Uh, the nice thing about this is it's we're really forced to stay on schedule. So here we go. Um, this is going to be a great one. How to win and influence owners. You know, we spend a lot of attention in the vacation rental industry on guests, rightfully so. Uh, but the owner experience is is incredibly important. And we've got some great folks here on this panel who know a thing or two about it. Um, and you know, chatting with them about best practices on owner acquisition, importantly retention, keeping the ones you really want. Maybe they'll even touch upon getting rid of, dare I say, getting rid of a few that you don't want um, and how you can create lifelong owner relationships to elevate your brand and service. I'll quickly introduce the panelists and then I'll let, um, I'll let our moderata- moderator take it away. We've got Sheila McCracken from TaylorMade. Thank you, Sheila, for being here. She's been in the real estate and vacation industry for 25 years. Many resort destinations. She found herself in the mountains of Maryland and currently resides as the GM for Tailor-Made Deep Creek Vacations. Thank you. We've got Drew Brown from Island Time Hilton Head. He's co-founder of Island Time Hilton Head in Hilton Head, South Carolina, founded in 2019. Over a hundred luxury apartment luxury vacation rentals and partnerships with owners, focused on the highest level of service for owners and guests. Um, and Deb Furlong. Hi Deb. Good morning. Hey, From good morning. Getaways. She's the vice president co-owner at Beach Getaways, an interior designer by trade, unique ability, you know, combining attention to detail in this hospitality for an environment for guests and owners that leaves them feeling that beach getaways really went the extra mile for them. And I think this is a panel that knows a lot about owners and how to treat them and how to retain and attract them. Moderated by Will Slickers from Hospitality FM. Will, thank you very much for being here. He's a founder of Hospitality FM and Recreation Rentals. Um, he's been, you know, doing a lot of stuff with Marriott. He's an expert, you know, in all things hospitality, runs his own and collection of them. Will, happy for you to moderate this and I'll let you take it from here.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for having all of us together. This is a good group and I'm excited for the conversation. Um, so we're going to dive right in because we want to go into value and good conversation. So I guess question number one for everyone is going to be with more property managers and lower barriers to self-manage, Uh, have been placed a a premium on owner acquisition and relations. So how have you seen expectations and behaviors of owner clients change over the last few years? Maybe even do a comparison of pre-COVID to COVID and the the big boom in vacation rentals we're seeing now. So I'll let anyone grab the mic uh, and then we'll kind of go around the table from there.
3: I'll share. We have seen owners... Pre-COVID and pre the big, um, all the excitement about short-term rental industry coming aboard that everybody can see the great investment that it is, pre that, owners were pretty um, willing to let us manage their properties. Now it's gone into more micromanage, especially the ones that is strictly investment. They want to know what the nightly rate is. They want to know how often it's booking and how quickly it's booking. Why is it not booking quicker? And so it's a daily uh, conversation with different owners. And so I would say the involvement has gone really high up with the owners and not that you don't want to talk with them, but they need to let the professionals do their jobs that we're really good at. So
4: I would definitely agree with that. I think what we've seen here is that owners are used to the 2021 20, rental numbers and they expect that to continue. Now that people are back in school, now that people are going back to work and not working so much remotely, even gas prices right now, things like that, you know, people just aren't booking right now in advance like they used to be. So we are seeing a little bit of that shorter stays versus the week longs that they used to get. And owners just aren't understanding why they can't pull those numbers in in the future year.
5: I totally, okay. totally agree as well. I think for, yeah. for us, what we've also seen is, you know, you, you pre-COVID, um, they relied on our expertise a little bit more. And and, and now also there was, um, I'm, I'm sure in, in every market's different, we've also seen in our market a huge amount of sales. So you do see, um, uh, you know, a, a large amount of transition and, and you see those those rental numbers coming in. So it's more people that have to manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one thing that that we um, have kind of implemented is we have kind of before we really launch the, the property, we do a um, what we call an asset uh, management strategy meeting. So we basically try to set some expectations for the homeowner in terms of performance because um you know one of the things too is you put together projections and then they say great well we're going to use eight weeks and do you really understand the value of those eight weeks and do you understand that's going to impact your bottom line um the level of communication is you know before you would have monthly statements and occasionally emails from from homeowners and now it's emails and calls uh, pretty much every day uh on a constant basis so really just recommend having, you know, some type of a communication strategy internally on who's going to answer what, uh, if it's not just one person, so that you can have a consistent, timely fashion in which you're responding to homeowners.
4: Something else to jump in there, I think that we're seeing here is, you know, homes are getting used harder. People are cooking, people, you know, over the past two years are staying inside, and the owner expects that house to look just like when they turned it over to you. And it's had more wear and tear on it in the past two years than it has in the the last 10 years, probably. Mm -hmm. So that's a challenge we're seeing is when an owner comes in, it might not, you know, it might be used just a little bit more than normal. And aside from cleaning, that's probably one of our biggest things.
0: Mm. Well, that's really good. And I was going to ask on two things, kind of sub questions for it, because you all made comments about the daily communication. So one, how are you guys kind of handling that? You know, Drew, you kind of mentioned picking an a internal strategy of, you know, who on the team is going to take on that challenge. But then also, do you think there's become or maybe been created a lot more of uh, education for owners? So now they're seeing kind of behind the scenes of what property managers do, maybe not to the full effect, obviously, but more or less, they're seeing more behind the scene now Then that's kind of making them kind of get more involved with the communications with the property overall performance, all that stuff
5: yeah great follow-up question will and yes so one of the things that we did was um, we created an FAQ so that as we're, we're looking at either onboarding an investor or, or uh, onboarding a new owner we literally we used to share something like that with them if they would ask Now it is um, literally something they have to have um, and basically sign off on and saying have you read this have do you understand? Mm-hmm what cleaning is going to look like? Do you understand what inspections are going to look like? You know, um, Breezeway has been a good tool for us, to, you know, in that regard to be able to share some of that information, but we want to make sure that they understand so that we can try and cut off some of those questions at the past before they really get there. Um, because it, it is, it's, a, it's an issue that, w- it's a great way to say, um, Sheila, that, that there's a lot of micromanagement in it. Um, and, and, you know, that's frankly the last thing that all of us want as professionals. So mm-hmm. um, if there's any tools that you can create to try and kind of head off some of that, it's it's really helped us. It's definitely something I would recommend for for those, um, you know, listening to this. Yes. Awesome.
0: Uh, what about uh, Deborah or Sheila? Did you guys have any other comments for, for the next question? Well,
3: I was just going to say, I just think the the part about up front talking to the owners what the reality of renting your property really is. It's one thing if it's an investor. It's another thing if it's a second home. That person is going to get upset when they come in and they it's not as clean as they want it to be, but they've had 50 guests in there since they were there. And people are not taking care of properties like they were in a turnaround clean. You can't do a deep clean in between. And so I think that Continual education is the most important thing and the reminder to them that it is what's going to help them keep their property is the rentals. And so I think if we can help them have that expectation lowered, but be assured that we are watching it and we use breezeway as well and that has been a big comfort to them to have that that documentation of those inspections.
5: Yeah, one thing will, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Deb. Go ahead. On the
4: communication side, we've been doing, um, well, we have a lot of different communications with our owners. We you know we have the owner rep, it's their main contact. And then if I see an owner call and I try to just, pick up the phone to say hi, mm-hmm. and they can get me at any point in time, a lot of them copy me on their emails. So I just jump in with, you know, numbers or something. But yeah. um we have been doing since COVID owner zoom meetings, we used to do owner coffee hour. And, you know, we never wanted to bring all of our owners in together, right? Because then it then you just start complaining about the negatives and not the positives. So, we did these owner Zoom meetings and where they can send questions in, but they can't really talk to each other. Mm. And that's really been successful for TaylorMate because Joe, Jody, and Chad are usually on them. So, they see the faces of the company and they go through, you know, if we have a change in our program because of COVID or new information that comes out, we do a monthly owner Zoom meeting. And we've had, I think, as many as 70 or 80 owners jump on at one time. Nice. Yeah. So that's, that helped us through the
5: process. It's a, it's a great, great uh, uh, thought process. We do that. And, and we've also um, uh, kicked around something similar to where we basically ha- handle a, um, like a, an annual owner meeting as well, uh, Zoom owner meeting. Um, and then I just saw Edward's qu- uh, question in, in the uh, in the chat. So yeah, uh, to answer your question, yes. So, so we basically um, say here are our standards. Here's what we're looking for, um, because one of the things I, I would want to just uh, really, really when and Sheila was talking about it on the front end, when we talk to people now about renting their home, we make sure that they understand that it's a business, whether it's a, it's mm-hmm. a a rental home and they're only renting it for the summer or if it's a year-round it's still a business and you know we're the business professionals we're going to guide and advise the best that we can um, but that FAQ does does answer a lot of those questions um, but we also then created a what we would call a guidebook um, mm-hmm. so it talks about all the different types of cleanings type of inspections that we do you know checklists that have it and we share that with the homeowners prior to them coming on board so that they understand um, one, this is how we're going to operate. This is the expectation that you can you can have for a service level. But then again, as these things happen, we can talk about, you know, again, here's your guidebook. Here's, here's, you know, why does my deep clean cost three times the amount of a departure clean cost? Well, because as you can see, the inspection list is about six and a half pages for some things that are yeah. being done. Yeah. You know, so again, trying to set a clear expectation, but really having them understand it's a business Um, and it's a business that we all do really well. Uh, We wouldn't be here if we didn't, but but trying to, to use that level of communication to set a clear expectation in the beginning is, is very important. That's probably the biggest, the biggest tool to retention is um, making sure people understand how you operate because. The majority of our business, frankly, is out of sight, out of mind. We, we mm-hmm. A lot of these people won't, won't be in their properties except for a few times a year uh, and, and the communication that you have for, for statements. So making sure that you're communicating that effectively is really important. For sure.
0: I love that. It's a good reference point. You know, yeah. We have guidebooks for our guests. Why not have a guidebook for an owner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and since that we're talking about communication, this is a great time to launch our poll question for the audience. So question is, how often do you communicate with your homeowners? And there's a couple uh, poll uh, options for your answer there. Um, but while we're doing the poll, what are some type of ways your mark? Uh, sorry, yeah. What are some type of ways that you market your brand and service uh, value to acquire new owners? And this is a, a great kind of leeway or segue point from the last question because you know we we talked about you know keeping owners and retention, but how does this impact your growth and your, your, your obvious retention strategies? Because, you know, we obviously, we all know that we have some of those difficult owners and you'll probably see them. They're the ones that are communicating daily, if not, if not multiple times a day. Um, and so as you're growing, trying to scale a business, because at the end, we all know on the vacation rental management side, that it's good to have a solid portfolio, but you need to grow that portfolio. And that's actually, um, you know, like great companies like Vintory uh, that are all about owner acquisition and property acquisition, but tying into the, the inventory growth and then current retention, um, what's, what's your overall market brand? I'll let anybody go first.
4: Okay. So I'll go. Um, So what we do, uh, a big way that we get business is word of mouth. So right now there's a huge construction boom in our area and we've got a great relationship with the contractors. They see what we do. They work on people's homes and they just give us great reviews and testimonials. So as they're building a home, they go ahead and get them in touch with us. And then we'll go ahead and start marketing their home while it's under construction. And right now in today's world, you know, renters want what they want something like they have at home or better. And that's what they want. So, especially if the home is under construction and we start marketing that on the website, even though it may not be available for another six months or a year, we get a list started of people that want to book that home. So, that has really helped us with our marketing techniques. And, um, you know, we just, All in all have a great marketing department at TaylorMade with virtual reality and you know we tell them that we're on Airbnb and we're on VRBO and we're on Expedia even though we might not want to be, but that's what they want to hear because they think if they can do that themselves they're going to make more money, but when they hear that rental companies also use those sites so there's more competition out there, they seem to want to jump on board with us. And with that point, it's just really about creating that relationship with them from start to finish and making them feel warm and fuzzy with you from the very beginning.
0: Yeah. Love that. I love that. And it kind of ties in, I guess, maybe to more education. They're learning more about what companies are doing. And then they see that it's not uh, put, you know, put your property on Airbnb and make a million dollars a year uh, type deal. It's uh, it's a lot of work in the back end. Um yes. and, and I guess maybe uh, Deborah, for you, what's what's some unique marketing uh, strategies that you guys are doing in order to kind of keep, keep well I going think the business. one
3: unique thing that we have going for us is that we're locally owned and we live here locally we're okay. on the beach road we're here we're here for you we answer the phone you can get a hold of us there are people that are our cars are racing up and down the roads with our names all over it and um, people notice that they mm-hmm. notice that we're here we're here to to be helpful. Uh, we've got uh, HOA managers that refer people to us because they know we're in the properties taking care of things. So that's really helped us a lot. They just, because the owners will ask, who do you see here the most? And they say, well, Beach Getaways is always there. So it's really grown our company. And um, we, uh, the past year, I think we've added over a hundred properties and- wow. Some of that has been because some of the big companies in our area have sold out to the large companies. And so people want people that they can speak with and talk with. And we're here. We will answer the phone. We'll call them back. We'll answer their emails. We'll do whatever we need to do to gain their respect and trust. And plus, we're personally property owners. Mm -hmm. so We know what this is like to have been managed by somebody else. And now we're realizing they people realize we know what we're talking about. So that's helpful.
0: I love that brand awareness inside the destination is key. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah. I think for, for us, probably one unique thing, we we do something very similar to, to both of those things. But uh, if I I would maybe have one thing to add is um, be very deliberate about your, your brand alignment. Um, So for us, in terms of lining up with certain realtors, certain builders, certain contractors, so that uh, when you identify as a company, the type of inventory that you're, you're after You have to be in the market, uh, the secondary markets that also produce that. So, uh, you know, as Sheila was saying, you know, as homes are being built, you know, we've aligned ourselves with certain luxury builders, certain realtors, you know, on uh, Hilton heads a very small market; it's five miles wide by 12 miles long. There's 9,000 vacation rentals uh, and there's a thousand licensed realtors. So it's not about being everything to everyone. It's about being very deliberate about who you choose to have your partnerships with so that, um, those people can depend on you uh, and you can depend on them so that, again, in that kind of internal brand awareness of your local market, um, the whole point is, is expertise. Uh, and, and that's what really kind of helps that word of mouth. You know, obviously, you're going to always have to have campaigns to, to go out and try and obtain owners. But it's the same thing for our business. We were in a position where, you know, we kind of started the company. I've been doing this for you know 20 plus years, and we started this this company in 2019, and we have 110 clients in wow. in less than a couple of years. And it's one mm-hmm. because we do what we say, and we're going to say what we do. But also those key strategic partnerships. So I would definitely say for those listening, think about your brand alignment uh, with local key partners. Um, you know, from you know, realtors to, uh, you know, even for us, you know, we're a beach destination, but getting the right um, catering companies, getting the right uh, chefs, getting the right, um, you know, boat charter companies, getting the right uh, golf companies, those types of things. That's all something that aligns your brand and can allow for a certain level of proper visibility.
0: I love that. All very good points. Great. And I, yeah, I love that partnership play too on the well, destination. It's
4: a, it's a... Oh, sorry, It's about the, the um, brand reputation too. And we just recently got a house because... Um, a homeowner was there, and they were talking to uh, our competitor. And our maintenance guy was plowing the driveway next door, and they were stuck. So our maintenance guy went over, you know, and helped them get out and mm-hmm. plowed their driveway. And they had a baby in the car, and um, we got the house the next week. So and it's <laughs> it's all about that the professionalism and the customer service that your team yeah. gives, not just to your homeowners but anybody around. Exactly. I
0: love it. Very good points. Very good points. Um, All right. So next question is, every homeowner is different and comes with a different set of needs and communication preferences. Uh, Highlight and theme of this whole conversation seems to be about communication, which is true with homeowners. Um, Mm -hmm. So how do you tailor your program to provide the best owner experience? Do you guys all do something differently? I know we all have email, text, and phone calls and other things, but is there a certain kind of owner communication platform, or even tool that you guys love to leverage in order to really streamline that? And we'll uh, start with, I'll just kind of pick random. Uh, Drew, we'll go with you.
5: So, yeah. So um, we do do a lot through our, our, our PMS system. Um, you know, one thing that I would recommend if people aren't doing is um, to, to have a real kind of personal touch is we send booking notifications to all, all of our homeowners. So, mm every time that the property is is booked we show them what the overall revenue is in the time frame um it also helps snuff out issues if they have questions on rates uh because um you can obviously have a conversation right at the time of booking versus them seeing on a statement and coming back to you and, and having issues um but one of the things that that we really do is is in terms of tailoring to their needs you know part of that that um uh FAQ and owner guidebook that we have is we literally have what we call a new client information sheet. And that the whole point of that is um, to make sure that we get all of their vendors that they want, make sure that we've got all the right information. So when we put it into our system, but we literally sit down and have a conversation t- with them about their communication needs. What's the best way, um, you know, you when you get a contract, it's going to have information on it, but what's really the best way for us to get a hold of them, uh, you know, in in making sure that they do that. And then we use text platforms and then we also use uh, email platforms to do that as well. So that, um, you know, some really for us, we say we want to, you know, tailor, uh, you know, the program to their needs so that they don't want for anything. So, um, that's what we're really doing right now, but just really understanding how to get a hold of them because you're going to have I've got 18 different employees, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a property manager is going to need to get a home or about a repair, reservations person is going to need to get a hold of them about a reservation or a marketing person is going to need to get a hold of them about something else. So, understanding really how they want us to be contacting them mm-hmm. so that you don't have to have the awkward conversation of, "Well, you called my my, you know, you called my husband or you called my wife or you called my work or, you know, you sent an email to this." Um, you just want to understand how how they want that. So, that's a, probably an important process to to make sure you guys are taking into account. Exactly. You, you? We,
3: yeah, we similarly we use our um, owner portals to communicate with our owners as well, especially those that are maybe sixty years and younger. Mm-hmm. That they're they're constantly looking at that for their reservations and everything. So I think that that is a great tool to use with them. We also have a property care manager that is the owner liaison for each one. And she's just tailored for them to sit and to be able to communicate with. And she asks that question, what's the best way to communicate with you? How do you like to be communicated with? And it's, it's just frustrating, especially if you have the wrong email address or mm-hmm. something entered in incorrectly, then it's just a disaster and it's just awful. So we've learned from a few of the snakes like that, but
4: I love that. I
0: love what you said, Drew. Awesome. How about you, Sheila?
4: So we, we do exactly the same thing. It's, it's all about that relationship and asking them how they want to be managed, pretty much how they, how they want to be involved. So we do use a texting platform. It's called Haymarket. And what that does, because a lot of our owner reps who are the main contact, you know, they're hourly. Mm-hmm. So they might not check their email at eight o'clock at night. But what happens is like I'm even involved in the hay market. So when when you send an owner something in, or an owner sends something into one phone number, it'll pop up that it hasn't been seen yet. And then I can reply to it that night if it's something easy. So they have more of a, more of an instant communication and having to wait until, you know, nine o'clock the next morning when that agent sits down and looks at their emails. So that's been huge for us because a lot of our owners are wanting text messages now as opposed to phone calls. So that's been huge, but it's just really about getting to know them. And it's just, Hey, how, how do you want me to call you? And do whatever they want you to do and if, if that doesn't work then you try those other avenues
0: awesome tool. Well, i'm curious to uh, maybe a sub question under it and i know we're probably going to get booted out here soon but um is do you guys set boundaries on when that communication level like do you gauge the importance of that you know if you're getting a text at eight or nine o'clock at night i, I would hope if unless it's an emergency you're not having to respond uh while you're with family or going to bed and other things like that so do you guys set parameters on on what's needed and, uh, urgent versus what can be, wait, can, can wait a little bit.
5: Absolutely. Uh, okay. yeah, I, I two, yes. two three years ago, I would have said no, but, uh, you know, the way that, that we, I, I joke with our clients as we go into, uh, that meeting in the very beginning is fire, flood, or blood. If it's not one of those three things after hours, we're not going to, we're not going to reach out. It's right. just, gonna, you know, we, we've got to have a good work life balance and, um, some people may not like that. And those are people, as Jeremy said in the very beginning, we might choose not to work with. So uh, it's just the way that it goes.
0: Yeah, they kind of weed themselves out, don't they? A little bit.
5: Yeah. yeah. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, maybe a quick rapid fire question. Uh, let's talk about reporting. How can operators use data um, from their process to uh, supplement communication and build more rapport with owner clients? I'm guessing, Drew, yours is going to be the guidebook.
5: Uh, No, actually. So, so we, we, we have separate reports for that. We use uh, some of our pricing systems to actually share the stats with them. Uh, And then what we will do, as I said, we use the booking notifications and we do the same thing with our uh, maintenance summary reports. So we, if we have a a busy week and we know we've got a lot of things going on in a property, we'll just do a quick summary of that, export it, send it to the homeowner so that they understand what's going on. It's always better to communicate prior to them and get an understatement. Um, you know, we don't want people to we don't I don't want my staff to dread the the middle of the month when we post because right. I want it to all be resolved before then. Love that. That's great.
0: anybody else? Sheila or Deborah?
3: Same as same with us. Um we report with them and we actually one of the things that I'm so excited about and is Breezeway, because it has helped our owners be so confident that we're getting everything done in their property that they need to get done. So I would encourage whatever platform like that, that you use to use it to communicate with your owners, so they can see what's happening in their properties. So so they're not left in the dark. (laughs) Yeah.
4: We also um, send them the reviews, you know, good, bad, and the ugly. And a lot of times it'll, it'll make them want to improve their property if somebody's complaining about the beds or something like that. So yeah. we have the owner rep send those out as they come through so the owner can see everything going on.
0: Love that. Yeah. Well, and just a quick poll uh, statistic, I guess we got the uh, uh, the most popular one is monthly is it for communication. So monthly is pretty good. Quarterly. You can get away with it annually, if you can definitely get away with it and then never, uh, which is uh, a funny answer to see 3%. So uh, let's see if we can maybe next, uh, next year at the next Elevate conference, we'll see that 3% go down to zero.
2: Yep. Uh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, if you can get away with it, I think it's really interesting, right? That we know that um, I, I like this commentary around, um, you don't want to dread the middle of the month. You don't want those sorts of surprises. You want to have this like open, not too open. You don't want the after hours calls, but you want this transparent relationship with your owners Um, because the ones you want to keep, you want to keep them for a long, long time. Right. Um, Yeah. And you lose them over the, as much as you can win them for plowing out the driveway. Right. Which I love that story. Um, You can lose them over really small things as well. Um, And I think that's really where um, that's the trick. It's a really tricky balance. Um, between the guests and the owners that everybody runs fantastic Um, some of my favorite people in the industry it's really nice to see you all Um, we appreciate you very much Um, thank you for being with us and um, i hope you have a great day and we get to see you again real soon Um, attendees jump out of this one jump into one more we've got one more session before the breakout rooms uh, which will also be really interesting we'll touch on Um, some owner stuff in the breakout rooms as well. Thank you all very much.
0: All right. That was it. So how to win and influence owners was such an important session. And again, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, Breezeway, the team over there is amazing. So if you enjoyed that session, I think you definitely need to go back. They have all of the other sessions that were recorded um, available for free. So go ahead, go check them out at breezeway.io and you can find more on elevate and everything involving the conference. Um, again, hope you guys do it again next year. Super exciting stuff and great content that is, you know, so invaluable in, in this, uh, current age of, of content and, and, uh, growth in our industry. So thank you so much breezeway for letting me do this episode and we'll see you guys all again next week. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, The Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network, and don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, The Hospitality Podcast. podcast.